Cassandra McGee, and today we're discussing strengthening the core. To discuss this topic, I want to share an observation from one of my early morning commutes a few years ago. While riding on a very crowded train, I witnessed a married couple join the standing room only crowd of commuters. Everyone appeared to be engrossed in their own world, although we were conjointly thrown together in a silver bullet headed in the same direction. No one seemed to mind the close quarters, which of course during today's COVID times would cause many of us complete discomfort. However, this occurred pre-pandemic and there were no noticeable facial scowls and actually a few brief smiles and common morning interactions. As we quietly rode from destination to destination, the available passenger space grew even tighter, eventually to a point where your closeness to your neighbor allowed you to actually detect their shampoo fragrance. And even with all of that, we tightly held on to the sides, seats, or above handrails as the train proceeded on its winding and climbing journey of dropping off and picking up morning riders. Eventually, my attention was brought back to this before-mentioned couple standing in the middle of the train, not quite four feet from me. They smile at each other, sharing a few seconds of occasional eye contact before each of them glanced out of the train's windows or at other commuters. One of the things I noticed was how the wife wrapped her arms around her husband's waist instead of holding onto a handrail to stabilize herself as the train continued to travel. I then noted how her husband braced his stance to counter support her weight as we swayed during stops and turns. Now I know some of you might think, ah, isn't that sweet? She's leaning on her husband and he's supporting her. Seems kind of nice, huh? Well, before you get all caught up in the butterflies and violins, That's not the main thing I saw here. And what I did see isn't as rosy or as wonderful as all of that. What I saw was an example of why many organizations and relationships suffer and why some fail. What I also saw was a missed opportunity on both parts to help each other. What I saw was something problematic and not as supportive or ideal at all. Curious? Well, I hope so. To go further into this observation, I noticed that there was a stabilization rail directly above the wife that was being utilized for her husband and available for her to also use to maintain her own balance. I also noted that due to her utilizing her husband, a stabilization resource, instead of the handrail, a main stabilization source, she was putting unwarranted pressure on him. So as we traveled, he had to continue to readjust himself, not just to keep himself from falling, but to keep them both from falling. So let me put it this way. Instead of doing what she could have done to help herself, she was solely relying on him for both of them. Instead of assisting, she was adding more weight and pressure. So to make it personal, instead of you pulling your own weight, you're expecting someone else to pull theirs and yours too. Get the picture? And it's not the warm and fuzzy moment some might have initially thought it was, right? And unfortunately, this scenario is too reminiscent of how many professional and personal relationships operate. 
one person is carrying more weight than they should, putting undue stress and hardship on the other partner. One leader or division is carrying the majority of the solutions or progress while others are underperforming. No organism can or will operate at optimum capacity if each component doesn't effectively do its part, period. Thus, the success of your unit, whether it's an organization or relationship, depends on individual success, which is directly dependent upon individual strength. So her reliance on him is not sweet, and his allowing it is not supportive, it's problematic. Now, this is not dismissing or ignoring the fact that individuals grow at different rates or that we all have areas of strength as well as places that require evolution and development. What this is intended to focus on is our need to strengthen our core. And that means take personal responsibility to grow and not enabling others as it interferes with both their individual and our overall organizational growth and development. So ask yourself, how am I investing in my own growth and in the growth of others? As a leader, one of my greatest joys is when people don't have to rely on me for what they once did. When the phone calls start decreasing, when the questions turn into answers, and when colleagues or teammates are strengthened to make good independent decisions without my constant advice. Now that's leadership. I desire for others to be able to stabilize themselves and stand on their own. It only strengthens the team. And that attests to good leadership skills, helping to strengthen the core and thus lessening others' needs to always rely on you. Remember, effective leaders develop leaders, but insecure leaders foster dependency. Knowing your own strength is invaluable. Think about it. How else will we be able to accomplish anything unless we did? And that's what we must inspire in others a knowledge of their abilities to stand on their own and to soar. Leaders, our team is the core that must be strengthened, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one partnership or a larger scale organization. Your team is about alliance and collaboration. And therefore we must realize, I am not stronger because of you, but I'm stronger with you. So let's seek to help strengthen the core and seek to become stronger ourselves because it truly takes a stronger I to make a stronger us. And that should be our goal, strengthening the core. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Seated with Greatness with your host, Cassandra McGee. For more information, please visit our website, CassandraMcGee.com. We look forward to you joining us for upcoming discussions. Let's change the world, one act of greatness at a time. Welcome to Seated with Greatness. Welcome to the table.